0: he opened the door. The old sheriff's desk was now the check-in counter. The deputy's desk held a sign that read concierge. Because, of course, in Lily, Arizona, you needed a concierge, he thought dryly. But the concierge worked the morning coffee and continental breakfast station that was laid out in the old gunroom and pitched in when the gunroom turned into a restaurant.
1: Sheriff, thank God you're here.
0: Mike Addison, owner and manager of the jail, was at the sheriff's desk. He quickly stood when Sloan came in. I came right over, Mike. What is it this time?
1: The couple in cell one? You know Hardy's cell? They woke up this morning, and their wallets had been stolen. The husband says they were over at the Gilded Lily. They saw the show and came back. Now, you know that only our guests have keys to the front. And the cells... Well, the cells are cells. I swear, I don't know how someone could have gotten in.
0: Mike was thirty-something, tall, lean, and earnest. He'd come out west from Boston, having been a lover of all the Old West movies he'd seen growing up. He'd bought the jail from old Coot Stevens, who had first turned it into a and b While the rooms were incredibly small, they had been made out of the old cells, which had been, due to Lily's hard days, fairly ample. They offered beds with dream-boy mattresses, Exceptional air conditioning, and tales of the outlaws who had lived and died in the area. Where are they? Sloan asked. The breakfast
1: room. I offered them a little spike to their morning coffee. They were so upset. Jerry
0: and Lucinda Broling. Sloan went into the breakfast room. The young couple in question sat morosely at the table. Jerry Broling looked up with hope as Sloan entered. It's the Sheriff Honey. He'll do something. How do you do? Sloan Trent. He introduced himself, offering them his hand. So, you believe you were robbed in the night, in your room? It had to be, Lucinda said.
1: We went to the show, it was very funny, by the way, and we just stopped at the bar in the Gilded Lily.
0: We had Kahlua and Cream, Jerry said. I had a Tia Maria. You had a Kahlua and Cream, Lucinda said. Obviously, the robbery had gotten them both to fighting.
1: I paid for the drinks at the bar. I put my card back in my wallet
0: and then put it away. Did you ask next door at the Gilded Lily? Sloan asked. Well, they're not open this early, are they? Jerry asked him. Not for business, but they have rehearsals, meetings. Mike was at the door.
1: I called the Gilded Lily, spoke to Henri Coke. Uh, they're up and about, working down in the old storage room, digging up more wigs, he told me. He went up to the bar area and searched through everything. Can't find any credit cards. No one turned in a lost wallet.
0: Which room were you in last night? Sloan asked. Trey Hardy's cell, Mike offered from the doorway. Sloan nodded. Excuse me, I'll just give the place a search if you don't mind. Sloan walked down the hallway. The door to the Trey Hardy cell was open. Hardy had been a true character in his day a Confederate cavalry lieutenant who had lost everything during the war between the states. He'd turned to bank robbing to make a living. He was a hero to some back in Missouri, just like Jesse James. He'd stolen from the carpetbaggers to give back to the citizens. When things had gotten hot for him in the East, he'd turned to the West. But in Lilly, he came up against another ex-Confederate, Sheriff Brendan Fogarty, Fogarty felt that the war was over, and ex-reb or not, Hardy wasn't stealing from the citizens of Lily, Arizona. He'd taken Hardy in after winning a fist fight on Main Street. Sadly, unknown to Fogarty, his deputy, Aaron Munson, had a long-standing beef with anyone who had fought against the Union. Before Hardy could be brought to trial, Munson shot Hardy down in his cell only to be dragged out to the street and lynched himself by a furious mob enamored of the handsome Hardy. While Munson haunted Main Street, Hardy was known to haunt the cell where he had died. The doors to the cells were wooden with barred windows. The door wasn't locked. Sloane stepped in. The couple had done a pretty thorough job of searching. Drawers were still open and the mattress was off kilter on the bed. Sloane turned back to make sure that he hadn't been followed. He walked to the dresser. It was heavy. A widescreen TV sat on it, along with the bust of an Indian chief. Sloan waited a minute, then shook his head slowly. "Give it up. Return the wallets." He heard the rasp of something against the wall. Turning, he saw that there were two wallets on the floor. They might have fallen when he had tugged at the dresser. He picked them.